Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, while I want to assure you we indeed are continuing in our study through the book of Mark, this week Pastor Jim will be preaching from the book of John, chapter 4, verses 43 through 54. We'll pick up next week where we left off in Mark chapter 3. But there is a connection in what we will look at this week. Pastor Jim will tie what we can learn about Jesus' Galilean ministry in John chapter 4 to what we're learning in the book of Mark. Now, we've already seen many miraculous healings that Jesus performed in Galilee, but this week's passage is unique in more than one way. You'll see what we mean as you listen in on today's slice of the message entitled, Your Son Lives. Herod Antipas ruled Galilee, that's the northern part, you know, with Samaria in between, Judea in the south, Galilee in the north, that's Israel. He ruled Galilee and Perea, that's the area to the east of the Jordan River from there. And he ruled from 4 B.C. to A.D. 39. So he was a very stable ruler. And when you read anywhere in the Gospels, except the birth of Jesus, and you see the word Herod, you see the name Herod, it's referring to Herod Antipas. It's almost certain that this royal official was one of the, like like the cabinet, I said, of Herod Antipas. We know for sure he is high up because of his title, royal official. He's high up in the Gentile power structure. And whoever he was, this Gentile was aware of who Jesus was, and you can imagine these guys did know who Jesus was because their job was to keep the peace among the Jews so that Rome wouldn't be upset with them and they wouldn't lose their little grip on their little part of the world. So uh, he knew who Jesus was and he sought him out. He had at least heard who Jesus was. Maybe he had seen for himself, maybe not. But anyway, he has a son who is sick at Capernaum. Now, Capernaum is about 15 to 20 miles away from Cana of Galilee. Uh, It was not an easy journey from Cana to Capernaum because the terrain is pretty hilly in, in some of those places. So, now, we've explained to you in Mark that Jesus established his headquarters of Galilee or in Galilee at the home of Peter and Andrew in Capernaum. So this is before that. This is when he just came there. He hasn't yet established his place in Capernaum. He, for some reason, came back to Cana. This guy makes the trek, a difficult trek, from Capernaum up into the hills to Cana because his son is deathly ill. So this sets up an interesting circumstance. This is going to be the first of Jesus' recorded long-distance miracles because He wasn't present where He did the miracle. Try to fathom that. (laughs) That's pretty cool. Verse 46. 
When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him. So he went from Capernaum all the way up to Cana and was requesting him to come down and heal his son for he was at the point of death. He, he was near death. Uh, uh, and, and the text refers to him as the son. It, it, the way it's worded, it's, it's likely he was an only son. And another word that's used to refer to this son describes him as a young son. So he couldn't even bring his little boy to Jesus because he was that sick. He couldn't even carry him to Jesus. So when he heard that he'd come out, come, please heal my son, he's at the point of death. Notice it says he was requesting him to come down. Was requesting. That's worded to make it clear that he was repeatedly asking Jesus to come to Capernaum to heal his son. So he was persistent about this. And he has no standing with the Jews. He wouldn't have been welcome in a synagogue. He had to seek Jesus out, and maybe he was showing his ID card as a Roman royal official. We don't know, but he kept coming and asking. He had enough faith to believe that Jesus could heal his son if he wanted to. Uh, there was certainly a dose of desperation in his motive. You ever had a really sick child? You'd do anything to stop the, the pain and to bring about recovery. Um, now, obviously, he didn't expect Jesus to do the miracle the way he did it. And Jesus first responds, first responds after being asked many times, in an unusual way. So Jesus said to him, Unless you people see signs and wonders, you simply will not believe. And you're saying, well, wait a minute. It seems like the guy believed enough to make a hard walk, you know, to climb up into the mountains to come and find you. Well, here's the key to that. The word you is plural. Yes, Jesus said it to him, but he was talking to everybody present. And that tells us there were other people present. That's why the modern translations added you people. They put in people to, to make sure that you knew he was, he was addressing. Jesus wasn't just talking to this guy who made the request. He heard the request, and he's going to respond to the request. But he was speaking collectively to the Galileans to make a point. You came to see signs and wonders. Those are two different ways of describing miracles. Uh, a sign points to something. That describes a miracle according to its purpose. It is to point you to God. It's to point you to who Christ is. The word wonder is never used without the word sign. It describes the way a miracle operates. The way a miracle operates is it strikes awe in people. People see it and they say, Wow! Did, did you see that? That guy was blind for 38 years! And he can see! This guy hasn't walked in his adult life. He's walking! Of course, the Pharisees then get upset that he's carrying his little with him, his little, his little roll-up bed. But what Jesus is saying is, you simply will not believe except for the signs and the wonders. Now, that's how the New American Standard translators rendered a double negative in Greek. They said, you simply will not believe. Um, Greek isn't like English. You know, when we say, when we put two negatives together, they cancel each other. If I say not never, what does that mean? 
sometimes. Okay? Uh, it, it means the opposite. You know, it, it, well, they negate each other. The negatives do. In, in Greek, double negatives reinforce each other. So our idiom would be something like, no way are you going to believe anything but the signs and wonders. You're, you're coming for the miracles. He was saying that the spiritual temper, uh, temperature of these people in general was such that their so-called faith only showed up when there was an immediate earthly physical reward in it for them. Now, there were individual exceptions. Some people did believe, and we're about to see one of them here. But that was his general assessment of the people of Galilee at that time. Now look at verse 49. The royal official said to him. So we don't know how many times he asked. We don't know how many times he... Finally, Jesus is addressing him and beyond him the crowd. And so he says, Sir, come down before my child dies. Come down to Capernaum. Capernaum's down at the seashore. They're up in the, in the hills. Uh, so everything is down to Capernaum from where they were so here's this guy with struggling seedlings of baby faith. Uh, certainly he lacks full understanding of all that Jesus is. And, and he's desperately concerned for his beloved little child. He pours out his heart to the Lord. Sir, please come down before my child dies. Well, the table is set. You've got the circumstances for a miracle when Jesus came back into Galilee. The candidate for the miracle is this little boy. Now I want you to see the consequences of a miracle. Verse 50. Jesus said something. I guarantee you this was not what the guy expected to hear. Verse 50. Jesus said to him, Go, your son lives. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him. And he started off. Now, I'm sure the guy hoped that Jesus would say, yes, I will come with you right away. Uh, surely he was afraid that Jesus might say, no, I, I came to the lost sheep of Israel. You know, I'll pray for you or whatever. Uh, he, he, he figured a yes or a no. He didn't expect a remote control miracle. But in that instant, Jesus healed the son's body and he began to heal the father's soul. The fact that his heart was genuinely reaching out to Jesus is evident by his courage to do as Jesus told him to do. I've got to get to Jesus. I've got to get to Jesus to see if I can save my son's life. He gets to Jesus and Jesus says, go back. Ah, but he said, go back. Your son lives. That's pretty clear. He didn't say, your son's going to live. He didn't say, I'm pretty sure he'll pull through. At that moment, he healed that boy 10 or 15 miles away instantly. The slide toward death was halted. He didn't get any worse. As a matter of fact, it was instantly reversed. He was well. Verse 51, he's headed down winding path to Capernaum. And it says, as he was now going down, his slaves met him, saying that his son was living. 
Now, the servants in Capernaum, and that gives you an idea, this guy was pretty high up, he had slaves in his home, the servants saw the sudden remarkable recovery. And so, If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.